Hi everyone and welcome to I think it's the fifth episode of the Four Women podcast and if you follow me on Instagram I said yesterday that I would be making a podcast about this season of Leo. So we are currently in the zodiac of Leo and one of the things that we've been doing in the lunar circle which is the women's circle that at the moment is online that I guide. Um, each kind of moon cycle, we follow where the zodiac is going. And this has been a more recent thing, but has proven very enlightening and interesting. It's almost like when you are in that zodiac at any point in the year, um, it kind of comes with that energy. And it also roots us in themes that we can kind of consider and explore within ourselves and within our lives. So, for example, last month was Cancer, the um, season of the crab, and its water um, is its element, the moon is its planet, and um, it's very much associated with the mother. So, it felt like this perfect time really where maybe we needed to be mothering ourselves and also being able to receive um, love and care. So that, um, and kind of exploring our emotions, which is usually associated with water. So that just felt like the perfect thing at the perfect time when it was kind of just before the lockdown was lifting. And to some extent, we were kind of processing maybe some of the, I don't know if I want to go so far as saying trauma, but to some extent, yeah, the shock of really what's happened through lockdown and what our experience has been. So it was quite reflective. And then we came into Leo and Leo is a um, fire sign and um, in contrast to Cancer, the ruling planet is actually the sun. So it is very much about fire and it's about playfulness and um, kind of a sense of power which is a fire in general, but in particular with Leo, this sort of playfulness and creativity have been the things we've been exploring. So I've been delving a bit deeper into what the fire, the element of fire means and how we can kind of reflect on it in our own lives. And some of the things that have been coming up for me. Well, So a bit of context, I am a fire sign, I'm an Aries. So I probably was approaching this quite like, yeah, this is going to kind of click with me. But actually, when we started to delve in a bit deeper, I realised a bit of resistance was coming up for me. And I said this right at the beginning when we, in the new moon and the waxing moon, when I was introducing Leo, that I, when I read things about fire signs, actually there's a bit of, Um, it's a bit of a trigger so you hear things around action and goal setting and putting things out into the world and power and um, willpower Mm, whatever practice sort of diligence mastery just a lot of output and realizing this resistance in myself particularly around setting goals so one of the main things that people do at the new moon is they set intentions 
And I've never really got into this. I've never really bought into it. And I was explaining at the circle that I realized my resistance from this has all of these adjectives that I've used. I associate quite heavily with kind of pushing. So operating in a way, in a yang way, in what's considered a more masculine way of kind of pushing in order to achieve things. Even now when I'm talking, my stomach is flipping. Interestingly enough, the fire signs are associated with our bellies. And I have quite a few digestive issues. So none of these things are coincidence, I don't think. And I think it triggers me a little bit because I recall how I feel like for a lot of my 20s, I was operating. So I was working in a corporate kind of environment and it was, I feel like I spent my 20s really pushing very hard, um, clear goals, clear objectives of what I wanted to achieve and just manifesting them, making them happen through sheer force, maybe to some extent. You know, if you want it bad enough, you, um, you'll get it. And maybe ignoring all signs of the contrary along the way. I feel like a lot of my digestive kind of issues come from um, stress. Like if there's too much force, too much push, um, generally I'll lose my appetite. Um, I can be very nauseous and it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And yoga was, especially when I met my teacher, Richard, from Contemporary School of Yoga. If you don't follow him, do, because he's well worth um, being taught by and led by. He's incredibly wise. And when I went to his classes, it was the first class that I had been to where there were no goals. And it was such a relief for me. Like my, it was what my whole body needed to hear that there was no expectation in that space. There was no peak pose in terms of you had to achieve something and you were working towards it. And I realized I was absolutely, frankly, exhausted by life, like really burnt out and tired by this constant push that our society really does encourage us to be. You know, it, it likes us being these manifestors. It likes us pushing and achieving. Um, proving proving ourselves all the time and it's completely draining so when I went to his class and uh, Richard will be he encourages you to feel what you feel in that moment and that's it that 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 there I suppose that might be the objective right so there is one but it's not about going somewhere or getting somewhere there is nowhere to arrive to it is just that very moment, what is it that you feel? And he goes very deep into the body and that guides you around areas of your body that you may not even have realized you were feeling a sensation there. And he asks you to notice it. And that for me was the beginning of my path of not being somewhere else all the time, yeah. So I was definitely someone in Shavasana, I was writing my to-do list in my head. That, that seemed like an obvious thing to do with my time. It was a functional, efficient use of my time, which, you know, is so our culture. Probably quite um, American style of culture. 
um, but one that's definitely part of ours in the UK. And this, yeah, this was just such a relief for me, for my body. It was a respite. It was itchy that I didn't have to go to my max and I could, he would encourage us to pull back a little bit to feel a bit less in terms of stronger feelings so maybe we would become more sensitive. And I didn't really realise then, but this really was the um, unravelling of me just feeling the need to hold on and to grip. And ever since that, I kind of... um, I just... I was burnt out at work. I was burnt out in my relationship with my husband, just trying so hard. And I didn't want to try anymore. So as a consequence, I feel like I've been on this wonderful exploration maybe into um, the element of water. So I've been learning how to have pleasure in the moment, in enjoying the the sensuality of life, in learning how to go with the flow, not to push, not to expect, to allow things to um, grow as they grow in a more fluid way. And it really has been, um, in particular, I would say yoga for women has been an um, enormous journey for me in that. So um, every movement is about exploring it for how it feels for me, not for anyone else, not for how it looks, not for a goal. Just how does it feel for me in that moment? And when you begin to kind of pair back yourself and um, become more sensitive, it really is, or for me, it was such an awakening because I'd spent my whole life pushing and pulling and achieving goals and everything that our society um, puts us towards. And I had almost no sense of my body, of its ability for sensuality, for intimacy, for touch, and all these things, these are slow, yeah? You've got to slow down to appreciate the moment. And that also takes time. It takes time to relinquish control and to be able to enjoy the process of something rather than arriving somewhere. So I feel like that's where I've been. I've really pulled back from any yang. I've been very much more yin, which is the kind of feminine and passive. And it's been an awakening for me. So going back to setting intentions... I was, once I explored Leo, once I explored this idea of your playfulness, your fun, your creativity, this fire being associated maybe with these positive words, because these are words of pleasure ultimately, but they're about bringing them out into the world. And it dawned on me that what I had been doing wrong all of this time was when you set an intention, I was drained already at the thought of it because what I was doing was writing what I should in, um, not exclamation marks, you know, quotation marks, what I should be doing. And so it drained me, of course it did, to look at that, just a list of what I needed to do. That's how I saw it. Immediately turned me off. I'm just like, I don't need to be reminded of the things that I should be doing. I don't need any more lists. I don't need any more things that tell me where I, what I should. This is everything I've been unlearning. I've been unlearning the shoulds um, and prioritizing pleasure. So what occurred to me was that 
where I've been going wrong is when you set an intention for yourself, for your own personal practice, it should be something that you desire, that makes your heart leap, that makes your body feel nice. And we've come so, we are so lost in goal setting, being achieving things that externally look a certain way that I realized maybe my goals have never been set for what will bring me the most joy and pleasure and playfulness and what makes me happy. And that sometimes in order to achieve those things, you do actually have to have a little bit of willpower and intention about you. You have to sometimes put that above the immediate pleasure. You sometimes have to be like, you know, I know in the long run that if I go out every day of the house and I see someone, I meet someone, I'll be better for it and I'll be happier for it. So I'm going to do it even though today not feeling so much like that. And that's not been how I've operated. I've been totally like, however I feel in that moment, I respond to it and I allow it, which has been wonderful. But I realized that there's been a bit of a, there's been a bit of a depletion in my fire, a bit of a depletion in my sense of self, which is massively what the fire symbol is um, about in terms of yoga. This kind of originates in the chakras. So fire being our manapura, our third chakra. And we've been doing that in yoga classes as well that I teach. Just completely exploring this subject about our our willpower and our self-esteem as well. So some of the things that so far Leo has taught me is firstly, yes, when you set intentions, when I set goals, if they don't set me alight, then I can discard them. But it is important for me to have some direction to have some sense of there are things that I want and they will require some degree of me directing my energy into it with intention. Sometimes I won't always want to, but in the long run, I'm achieving what my heart actually desires. And what my heart desires is what is right. So that's kind of one of the things that have come up. And then along with the exploration, I think it was last time when we did our full moon circle, we were all talking about kind of, a lot of us have been really feeling this Leo energy as well, like our mood has lifted. Um, I think it's come exactly the time lockdown's lifting. A lot of us have been feeling more playful, more fun, more um, wanting to achieve our dreams and put things out into the world. So we were all um, sharing our experiences of how this has been a shared one. But for me, I I, I shared with the group how this fire season, this Leo season, has shone a bit of a light for me on where does the I end and the we begin. And this is particularly in terms of my relationship with my husband. So I realised that there may be a sense in which it's at home that I've lost a bit of a sense of self. That perhaps my needs, I'm not putting my needs first in order to maintain harmony in the home. And I now realise when I say harmony, again in quotation marks, that it isn't harmony, it's just not real. So how many times are we all 
making decisions because we know it's what our partner or our children or whatever demands you have upon you in terms of your relationships because you believe it's going to keep the peace but each time you do that and each time you say yes to someone else and in saying yes to them it means no to you you're depleting your fire you're kind of depleting your energy and you're losing your sense of self and it's probably been a long time coming that I had to confront this truth for me, but it but it's come and I've and I've heard it and I, and I I understand it to be what I needed to hear to be honest. So that actually my Leo awakening, yes, some of it is around. It's time to get my fire going again, and it's time to work out what I want. But it's also time to establish my sense of self, my sense of separateness, and. Um, personal identity within my relationship for both of our sakes because actually you know when you're denying yourself to your partner you're not really bringing the real you are you you're not really bringing yourself in your fullness you're sort of lying and I think they know it and I think you know it and I think as you become more depleted the relationship also withers so sometimes perhaps I'm going to have to be brave which is what fire sign is about as well Leo is about courage I'm gonna have to seek to be brave when what I want to do may cause conflict because ultimately losing myself would be worse for everyone and that maybe my depleted fire its origins kind of lie in the home so it's not so much about me um, manifesting or creating externally it's actually about me yeah bringing all of myself and having some boundaries around myself at home and that perhaps as I start to establish that a little bit more I maybe will be able to take that fire in a little bit less depleted, more energised way out into the world. So I'm trying to think if I can give you an example. I think at times I won't... There'll be things that I want to do. There'll be social events that I want to attend or things I would do outside of our relationship so I go on my own um social events whatever it might be I feel like there's probably been so many occasions where I'd be living a different life if I was on my own and of course that would be the that that would be the case everyone who's single your life does look different than when you're in a relationship but it shouldn't be so different that you're doing nothing that you actually want. And I'm not saying that's the case, but there's a little bit of truth in it that I feel like where I would go to things and I would be attending and like quite social, quite externally focused, where I haven't and I don't go because maybe that's times when we're both not working. So in my mind, we should probably spend that together. But is it actually what I want? I think no is the answer. I want to go and enjoy myself and meet up with friends and be more sociable so 
I'm going to have to learn to rock the boat a bit. And even if my partner might want us to spend that time together, I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> In a nutshell, it's not, it's not any more complicated than that. And take the heat. You know, a lot of this is about, yeah, like I said, courage. So I wonder if I'm rambling a bit now. I've kind of made my point around the relationship. Yeah. So those are some of my reflections on fire, on power, and on asking yourself how much your sense of self is protected. And you'll have your own definitions it could be with your boss it could be with your employees whatever it is there's there's always this like hustle there's a give and take between the we which is necessary and delightful and a wonderful pleasurable aspect of our lives with the I and I think perhaps I've almost swung so far in one direction I need to start clawing back the I so maybe just encouraging you to reflect on the same thing and it kind of journeys back to the um, my last podcast that I did on my own, my journey back to self. It kind of, this is almost part of that um, journey I'm going on, on, on realising what do I actually like and what do I actually want and how do I want to look and what would my life look like if I just created it in a way that made me feel joy and desire and then work from there. It doesn't mean everything will be the same. It doesn't mean there's no compromise but at least start from that point. So I'm going to kind of close up, but I really encourage you to do something playful. Do something that brings you joy. Do something that makes you feel your fire is back, your energy is back. Do something just for you. Not for the we, but for the I. And notice how it makes you feel. And notice how... It will affect everything positively long term, I do believe, in all your relationships. Because if we bring ourselves depleted to the things that we do, we're not even being effective and we've lost our power. And our power is how we manifest. Okay, I hope you enjoyed listening and I will speak to you all soon. You can find me on uh, Harry Elizabeth Yoga for Women on Instagram or Harriet Elizabeth Yoga on Instagram. And then from there, you'll see my, um, my profile has the women's page. So do get in touch if you've listened. Wherever you are, I hope you're well and healthy and happy Leo season. Get some sass about you, have some fun, and don't forget who you are. See you later.